Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you today? Man, I am doing fantastic. Guys, we're in Mobile, Alabama today, and uh, we have had a full two days of podcasting. We've had some fantastic guests on the show. I am excited to have what I consider one of the thought leaders in the insurance industry on this broadcast today. And let me tell you something, Bradley Flowers. Yo. If I needed to know about something in the insurance industry, Uh and I was an insurance agent, I would snuggle up to this guy because I don't (laughs) know. I would. I would snuggle up with one of those little blankies uh, like you get on off the couch and i would snuggle up with him because maybe we should market the insurance guy snuggy the snuggy i think that is the most the second most brilliant idea i've you've ever had this guy is one of those the first me staying at mike stromso's Uh, guest house last week okay that was that was beyond brilliant (laughs) this guy ladies and gentlemen insurance agents from around the world the guy that i'm about to introduce He's one of those guys that if you could think of a question to ask, he probably, insurance-related, he could probably either answer it or know someone who would answer it. I agree. I agree it doesn't that. matter what the topic is. You I could say, uh, whatever thing, you know, should I use a aggregator? You know, I always like to call Andy and, and bounce ideas off of him. Absolutely. And I always come away yep. with some kind of idea, right. and, and I come away smarter than what I was exactly. when I got on the call. A thousand percent. And that's not the case with everybody. No, no, you know? no. You call this guy right here, at a bare minimum, he's going to probably give you a perspective that you didn't think about at a bare minimum and he, mm-hmm. he knows a lot about a lot of different topics in the insurance industry so let me go ahead and introduce him he's originally from houston texas he currently lives in the beautiful austin texas area where it seems like everybody in the united states wants to live he is married to the beautiful alana and they have two beautiful daughters he is the founder and ceo at Coverdesk llc He is also a podcast sponsor for the Insurance Guys podcast, one of the smartest decisions he's ever made. And Coverdesk is a long-term, innovative approach for insurance agencies who are looking to gain efficiencies and scale by hiring virtual assistants. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the other incomparable Mr. Andy Priestman, how are you, Andy? I'm great, guys. Thanks so much. The uh, you know that intro is uh, you know I appreciate it. It's really an honor to be here with you guys. I think the same way about you guys and what you're doing in the industry because you know without you guys, you know we're we're really lost. You guys are doing unbelievable things, and I'm just glad to be here, dude. I, I'm, you're you're wow. about three seconds from having me crying over He'll here. He'll do that. It wouldn't be the first time it happened. And um, yes, the, the uh, you know the thing is, it's funny. 
we first heard your name from Kelly Donahue yep. when we were in uh, Chris Paradiso's office in March of 2018. And it's interesting, you and I had a conversation about a month after that where I was considering going independent, which actually happened a year later, uh, almost exactly a year later. And you really gave me a lot of good advice. And we have since, along with Scott, become really good friends, have, tra- have traveled together to New York last month. So really uh, means a lot to have you on here. And uh, I'm also client of yours now and we can talk about that and also it's long overdue to have you on here yeah, this is what I'm trying to say yeah so. no absolutely and I'm, I'm glad to be here I, I consider you guys friends and you know we had a great time in New York and you know I'm glad to be here just to kind of tell everyone our story and and what we do and you know I'm an agency owner just like everyone else mm. um, you know I understand the blood the sweat the tears mm. and all of it that goes into it so I, I, Andy I'll tell you something before you get in my DeLorean and and we go back in time just a second and kind of talk about how you got into the cover desk and all that you have something in the Marine Corps called a Mustang officer and it is a big deal and kind of like Mustang Sally no, 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 not at all. <laughs> and, and in the Marine Corps, it's pretty well known within a unit, within a platoon, within a within a company, within a battalion. If you've got a Mustang officer, that's a guy that was enlisted and then went to officer candidate school and became an officer. And in the Marine Corps, among enlisted Marines, that is a big deal because we all felt like, well, here's a guy that knows what we go through, right, on a day-to-day basis. And so in, in, in terms of vendors within the insurance industry, I think anytime you have a guy like yourself that's done it, has been an insurance agent, that is an insurance agent, in addition to being a vendor, I think it is a huge advantage because I know on behalf of myself and the other 250,000 insurance agents that are listening to this, when we hear that term that somebody has actually been in an agency and sold insurance, that is a big damn deal to me because I know you know what I go through on a day-to-day basis. So that's a big props to you. And it does. You know, for anyone that is a quote-unquote vendor in the industry, it does add a little bit more weight. I feel like you don't get enough credit, man. You guys run an awesome insurance agency. Uh, yeah, and say I don't even know much about his insurance. Uh, Andy, yeah, you, Andy, let's you know, stop we, we right there. We, we kind of stay under the radar a little bit, you know. Yeah. Right. But, you know, we're happy to share our story. You know, Scott's it's really about to end that up. right now. Yeah, so so <laughs> I'm going to end that right now. So I want you to climb in the passenger seat of my DeLorean, go back in time as far back as you need to, and talk about how you got in the industry. Talk a little bit about your at current agency, and then and then kind of flow into cover desk for me. Sure, sure. So we. So I started really with New York Life right out of college, 2002, kind of crashed and burned with that, got excellent training and then decided, okay, I'm going to go and start my agency with farmers. And that's what I did for several years. Uh, the market was really tough in Houston. And after Hurricane Ike, you know, we just said, hey, you know, we're going to make some changes. And we did that. And really the best thing that we ever did is that we opened up additional locations. We're a multi-location agency between Houston, Dallas, Austin. We're really an agency that hires producers and we were very heavy and I grew the company with direct mail and we would mail 50,000 direct mail pieces a month for years. What years are we talking about that you were doing the direct mail? Oh, seven, oh, eight to okay. today. We okay. still do it today in our agency, not as heavy as we once did because it just costs so much, but direct mail isn't dead as long as you're doing all the other stuff that goes with it. But that's how we grew the company from scratch. Today, I don't know, we, um, 
you know, have about 23 employees in the U.S. and probably another 17 to 20 in the Philippines overseas. So we're a larger agency, but we still have the small business feel and we treat our employees like family. And they're really our partners. They're our associates, really a long-term thing for us. And we're just having a good time and doing what we do best. I guess to kind of lead into CoverDesk, about three years ago, we started doing this in our own agency. Never thought we'd ever go open up an office, and I'll tell you about that in a second, in the Philippines and have a gigantic operation over there. But we just said, hey, can we hire one person just to make our employees' jobs easier? Additional capacity, the phone's just ringing all day long. Account managers, agents are looking at the phone saying, please don't ring again. I don't want to do another monoline home quote today just because they got so many other things to do, all the remarkets, all that stuff. Hired our first person, and then we figured out, wow, this is great. We got to hire more people. And that's exactly what we did in January of 2018. And really, the way that it started was I had a couple friends that were already doing this. And this was probably five or six years ago. And they said, Andy, you should try this. It's like the best thing ever. And I said, no, I'm good. And I'm good. No, thanks. And this is a guy that I've known forever in another industry that we were in during college and just somebody that I really consider my mentor in business and in general. So he said, hey, you got to try this. So he helped me and I did it. And at the end of the day, um, we just said, hey, we need more people. Uh, we need to make our, our employees and our agents just happier. You know, they got too much work. A lot of times, you know, with the market conditions and carrier changes, like our job gets really, really hard and we just want to grow. Yep. So um, hired all those people. Greenway has about 17 people in, in our in our agency that are in the Philippines, all working, you know, our hours, our nine to five, eight to five. Then we started Covered Us, January of 18, had a couple of my friends that said, hey, Andy, I want to do exactly what you're doing. And we have a small agency network as well. And we helped a couple of our network agents and it worked really well. So we hired those people and then we got another client and another client. And then we got a client that was like, hey, we need like 15 or 20 people. And we're like, hold on a minute. I don't know. That's a lot of people all at one time. And we said, all right, we're going to do it. And before I know it, they're actually on a plane to Manila. They're shopping around and they they chose us uh, because we really know insurance. And at the end of the day, we ended up hiring an operations manager. We have team leaders. We actually have three operations managers. We have an HR department. We have a recruitment department. And here we are today. And we've got just an excellent team. We've got excellent clients. And really our relationship with our clients is it's a partnership, very long-term. And you know we're not perfect, but you're dealing with people. So you know, for the most part, our clients are very happy and we're really providing capacity for their agency so they can focus on the tasks that are higher level, make them more money, things like that. And I can speak so. to that because you know we started a scratch agency March of this year and averaged just shy of $100,000 in premium a month since we opened. And we're now getting to that point Scott, that I'm sure everybody's familiar with, where at least two days a week, you deal with a day where you do nothing but catch up, paperwork, clean up, service work, things like that. So we're now getting to the point to where it makes sense financially to have someone do that for us. Yeah. Andy, when I was a scratch agent by myself, sitting in an office, writing insurance, didn't have any employees, didn't have anybody helping. I can remember, I would say 90% of what I wrote was personal lines, home and auto business. And I can remember getting to about half a million dollars in premium, which took me a pretty good while to get to because I only had one carrier that I was representing. 
Sure. But when I got to that point, I can remember one day sitting in my office and I thought, my God, I am never, <laughs> ever going to write another piece of business because all I was doing was servicing the business of the people mm -hmm. I had already written. And of course, when you're by yourself and you're just starting out, you're, you're kind of overly, you know, I'm your agent. Here's my cell phone. Call me right. anytime. Don't worry right. about calling the office. So these people like Bradley always talks to agents about setting the expectation on the front end. But when you're sitting in an office right. by yourself and there's nobody else. <laughs> hey, my name is Scott. I'm your agent. I also want to introduce you to your CSR. His name is Scott. His name is Scott. And our receptionist's name yeah. is Scott. Yeah, yeah. And hey, if you need something after hours, here's Scott. That's exactly right. That is exactly <laughs> yeah. right. It's so, like, at what point did you hire somebody, Scott? At about half a million. Yeah. Because, because I just reached this point where I was still on the, the longest sales program in the history of mankind. And here I am at half a million dollars and I can't write any more business because I'm sitting there doing billing accounts and working on claims and this guy's got a problem and blah, 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 blah. And there's those certain things as an agency principal in the day that they happen. Now, like yesterday, I had to leave during the middle of a podcast. Absolutely. I had to take a call. Now that got handled in 10 minutes. But right. there's those certain things that are going to come up that are going to completely just take you away. Right. And it's like... It may be a fire. It may be somebody had a car accident. It may be an underwriting issue that takes yep. all day, a commercial account that could potentially make you $5,000 right. that's going to take you away, and you've got to do that. So, therefore, it's that much more important to have a service person and be willing to invest in somebody to hire, right? Yeah, absolutely. And at that time, that was in 2010, 11, 12 time frame, I didn't even in my mind ever – think about a VA or, or somebody right. that I could hire. Sure. But here's what I want to talk about, Andy. And again, I, I'm just an insurance agent. I represent all the people that listen to this program. If I'm in a place like Redlands, Indiana, which I don't even know if that place exists. I just made that name up. I'm in Arkansas. I'm in New Mexico. I'm in Seattle, Washington, and I own an insurance agency. And I'm where Scott Howell was, where I've been in there by myself, or maybe I've got one or two employees, like a Aaron Robertson down in San Antonio, Texas. Shout out. Shout out to we Aaron. We need to have him on. Yeah, we do. Yeah. That'd be, that'd I was be actually thinking about that last night. I don't know what we would talk about, but it would be <laughs> hilarious. It would definitely be X-rated. Yes. And so th those guys that have reached that, what I call capacity point, they've reached this level where they just can't sell any more insurance because they're servicing everything they got. What is the big advantage between them putting an ad on Facebook and Instagram looking for a local individual to come in and help them in terms of their business as far as answering phones and doing CSR work? versus going and calling Andy Priestman with CoverDesk and saying, hey, Andy, I'm drowning. I need help. What's what's the big difference yeah, there? Yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll just I'll say this real quick. I mean, first of all, all those agents that are drowning right now, they've got to make the decision that they need to start working on their business and not in it. Mm. And I think that's the decision that you have to make first, whether you hire somebody stateside here in the U.S. or you hire a VA, whether that's in whatever country through however you're going to do it. But the cost is a big deal. I mean, it's hard to find people that, number one, want to get into insurance. It's not a sexy business. We're trying to make it sexy, right? Scott you know, does, but... <laughs> <laughs> so they've got to decide first that. And then, but the major thing is cost. I mean, the people that we're hiring have great work ethic and 
They're hardworking people and they're going to show up. So I think that there's a huge difference. But what we're doing is it's not to replace people here in the U.S. We want the agencies to actually go work on new revenue generating tasks, you know, whether that's selling new policies, retaining new policies. I mean, these people that we hire are not licensed. So, you know, they're not here to take away from anyone's position. It's more about how can they stop doing the $10 an hour work? Right. You know, the mortgagee changes, the the docu-signs, wh- whatever it is that's $10 an hour non-licensed work, which if you're a personal lines agency, my opinion of it is that 80 to 85% of that is non-licensed. You know, if you're uh, doing mortgagee changes and ID cards, well, anyone can do some of that stuff. And every state is different with different regulations. So I can't speak for every state and every law, but I do know that in personal lines, a lot of the work, you know, that's being done is being handled by very, very expensive people that have had five, 10 years of experience. And I think you can utilize those people in different ways. You know, they might not like it, but they might be hiding behind their desk or their cubicle, but times are changing, you know, and the agents that don't change are going to be in serious trouble. Right. And to speak to that, that mindset shift of going from working in your business to on your business. And I can say this with 100% confidence because it happens to me and I also talk to a lot of other agents that it happens to, it's very hard to make that mindset shift Mm -hmm. from working in the business to on the business. And honestly, I wouldn't be able to do it without my wife, who is a thousand percent proponent of working on the business. Mm -hmm. And she actually pushes me a lot to know you don't need to do that. You need to hire, you know, you need to hire one more person. You know, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be able to do that. But it's very, very, very hard to make that mindset shift because that first two to three to four months in investing in people, you're not making money. No. You're losing money, no. you know? And and oh, yeah. you know, the other thing too is the licensed and unlicensed work. That's one thing we learned from Chris Paradiso is he's like, you know, I don't want licensed people doing unlicensed work. Yeah. And I dang sure don't want unlicensed people doing licensed work. Exactly. I think the quicker that you can get that off your plate, it's kind of like the whole like we talked on a podcast with Alex Salmon about the InsureTech boom that happened a few years ago and initially everybody thought oh my god this is going to replace agents when in fact it might replace some of the average agents but the agents who are willing to adapt it actually enhances right how well that agent can do that job and i kind of think about the same with this it's like mm-hmm. oh god this is going to replace me as a service person no what it's going to do if you're willing to adapt to change is it's going to take that mortgagee change off of your plate and allow you to do things that actually are more efficient and make money for the agency what do you think about that oh absolutely i mean that that's that's exactly what's going on today the end <laughs> That's I it. mean, I mean, it's, it, you know, if people think this is the future, it's not, it's now, it's right now. So yeah. if you're not doing this, you need to look into it with whatever company, there's a million of them out there. You know, we know insurance and I can truly say we know the insurance agency business backwards and forwards. And I think, you know, that's the difference between yeah. us and everyone else and a lot of other things that go well, with that. Let's so. talk about something that I know some people are, are thinking right now. Talk about Andy, how well these VAs are taken care of by you guys. Because I know oh, that's, that's, you know, it's yeah, not, so we're not in a sweatshop making Nike sneakers, right? <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. These are professional people that we treat like family. They're coming from the call center industry, whether that's large companies like ATT and Verizon. But in order for us to keep people, 
we got to pay them. We got to feed them. We got to give them benefits. We got to give them health insurance. We got to give them PTO. We got to do all those things. The same thing that you would do here. Mm -hmm. And I've got a lot of other government mandated benefits that I have to give. And my labor laws are very strict. They're more strict than they are here in the U.S. So we've got to treat people like family. We've got to give people raises. We've got to give people incentives. And our clients love the VAs as much as the VAs love our clients. I mean, right now I'm headed to Manila on Saturday, bringing a bunch of gifts for certain people. And just, you know, we try to do everything we can. Summer's about over in the Philippines, but we just, over the summer, we did a team building exercise that was like a day long. And we just, we try to do things other companies don't do. I mean, we're not just a typical virtual assistant company. We're an office-based virtual assistant company with real offices, infrastructure, IT, security, the whole nine yards. So we're not just here to find you a VA and say, hey, you're out the door, you know, right. um, and we'll see you later. Like we're here long-term and we're here to make sure that this works. And we're here to for our clients to utilize us as much or as little as they want from a consultation perspective. So Andy, I've got four questions that represent the 250,000 insurance agents listening to this right now. He's writing stuff down, so I'm, I know it's going to be good questions. Yes. <laughs> okay. So my first question is, and again, this is what all of them are sitting there thinking about right now, because all I am is all of them. Number one, the time difference between the United States and the Philippines is one of the advantages of using one of your VAs, and, and I don't know what the time difference is down there, but do you sure. have a lot of agencies that use a VA based on the time difference to kind of be their 24-hour customer service rep down there? We're not doing that as much right huh. now. We, we've got a couple clients that do that, but our virtual assistants work our hours. So they work our 8 to 5 or our 9 to 5. They're working a graveyard or a night shift, and okay. that's typical when you work in this industry over there. So mm -hmm. they're working our hours, which is beautiful because, you know, if they're taking my phone calls and they need to get to me, they can just transfer them right over and I can take that call. Right. So if I'm in the agency and, and you got a call and it's a client for somebody, they can help answer phone calls, right. whether they're client facing or non-client facing, depending on what our clients would like, but they do work our hours and we go from West Coast all the way to East Coast. So mm -hmm. it's a 12-hour time difference from the East Coast, uh -huh. 13 hours from Central Time, and I believe 15 or 16 hours from the West Coast. So, But we can go extended hours. We can go Saturdays. But we're not doing a daytime shift over there just yet, but we're working on it. And so, I don't know that we talked about this, Scott, but I actually hired a VA. Did I tell yeah, you that? I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I knew you were talking about yeah. it. I she started she uh, Friday. It'll be two weeks. I'm actually talking to her right now. She says to tell Andy hi. <laughs> um, but we communicate through Slack and Zoom and all that good stuff. But uh, it's been great. So that was my next question. That was a beautiful segue by Bradley. In terms of the demographic agency, the, the sweet spot for CoverDesk, you know, when you look at the totality of agencies that have signed up with CoverDesk, what is that perfect size agency or what is that sweet spot for you, Andy? I mean, I, I don't know if there's really a sweet spot because we work with agencies of all different shapes and sizes and they all come in different ways and everyone has a different model. So whether you're a scratch agency just starting off and you have 
the capital to invest in your business from day one, like Bradley's doing, that's that's a great way. Hire a VA as fast as you can. Hire staff as fast as you can. I mean, I'll never forget, even when I started with farmers, my DM told me that I should go hire staff right away. Right. First three to six months, hire somebody and I've used that advice from the time that he told me that to today. And I've given tried, me that advice. Yeah. And I've tried to duplicate myself over and over and over and over. If you don't duplicate yourself over and over and over, and there are people that can do the job just as good as you, or if not better, you'll never grow. Yeah, You've got to hire people to grow. Well, that, that's you been know? a state farm deal for years. And it, I was about is, to say that. You don't open your agency doors until you well, hire at least. What, two people? State Farm, Allstate, and Farmers, I think. And that's what I was about to say is, you know, I know, and forgive me, a lot of our listeners' eyeballs are going to start burning when I say this, but a lot of independent agents like to knock the captives and the captives like to knock the independents when we're all the same. It's apples and oranges, you know, it's a different game. I don't like lemons. You might like lemons. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of things I think that some of the captive carriers do that there's a reason behind it. Right. You know, there's a reason behind everything. People that can't market like me and Scott do because their carrier won't let them. There's a reason the carrier won't let you do that. Well, there's a reason that a state farm or an all state is going to require you to have two people on staff is because it works. Right. Right. If there's anything that the captive carriers are good at, it's launching a freaking agency from the ground up. I've never agreed with anything more. So, I mean, there's a there's a reason for that. And they know it, like the I formula. Said, they know and, the formula. And it's something that I've had to force myself to do because instinctively you're like, okay, I'm starting my business. I've got this amount of money in the bank. I've got right. to keep it. Like, no, you've got to go then put that out there in the world right. and it's going to come back to you. Right. You know, you've got to hire people. And finally, I'm at the point to where like my comfort zone is having two people on staff, which right. I have, not including the VA. So I guess I have three, but I'm about to hire another one. Right. Because now I can kind of feel like, okay, wait a minute. We're super efficient with three right. people. How efficient would we be with four? Right, right. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and, but to answer your question, guys, we can deal with an agency that's scratch all the way up to a $150 million agency. You know, all shapes and sizes. It doesn't matter. My next question is for you and Bradley both, because Bradley is right smack dab in the middle of this right now. He hires the VA through CoverDesk. How does the time requirement work relative to training that person that's not sitting in your office every day? And I'm not a good example because I had something specific I was looking for and we got, and I, we, I just jumped on the opportunity. Right. Yeah. So so I'll, I'll explain. So our process is our clients do the interviews with us. We don't just have people ready to go. We actually allow our clients to do the interviews. We provide the resumes, the assessments, their ideal traits. We line up three to five candidates who they meet through a zoom call and we ask questions and they meet them and they decide on who they're going to hire. And once they've chosen the person they're going to hire, we run their background check. We do a bunch of stuff on our end and then we put them in training. We have a new training every Monday, you know, but our training is four weeks long. We have trainers on the ground in our office, in our training center, and they're learning for four weeks. So instead of us just saying, Hey, Bradley, Hey, Scott, here's your VA. You need to go train them. We're training a green person. That's got about four weeks of training. Um, that they can just jump right in. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty of our training program because most people don't have eight hours a day to train the first week and then six to eight hours a day to train the second week and then ongoing training as needed. The training is is very hard and we didn't have the training in the beginning and we learned real quick. Hmm. We needed some foundational skills training for customer service, for prepping quotes, things like that. And it worked. And it's probably one of the greatest things about CoverDesk 
because we can fast track and we can scale as many people as an agency needs. If you call me tomorrow and say, I need 10 people, it's not a problem. If you call me and say, I need one person, it's not a problem. I can have somebody going in three to five days. What What is the job description for most VAs that's the most common thing that agencies say that, hey, I want to hire a VA and this is what I want their job description to be. What What is the most common one? I mean, you know, I think every agency is a little bit different, but, you know, we hire client-facing and non-client-facing VAs. So some people say, I don't want them on the phone. Right. I'm in small-town America. I cannot have that and, and because right. there's an accent. And that's fine. But client-facing to me is three things. That could be calling a mortgage company and updating a mortgage e-clause. That could be talking to the agency and just being able to communicate. But for the most part, it's the customer service aspect of it. It's the billing, the memos, the cancellations, the downloads, just taking in calls, You know, a lot of different things. And then quoting is a big thing as well. And getting that quote process started is huge. So like in our agency, we do 500 remarkets a month just for home and auto. Well, we built a remarket team to do that. And now our account managers can really focus on retention and presentation and the consultation of our clients and where they need to be. Not just quoting to see if, do I have a better deal? Because we spent countless hours quoting that we might never even move a client. So to add to that, you know, what I'm doing is kind of the opposite of what most of your clients are doing, I think, is we hired one for cold calling. Everybody who listens to this knows that I have, I do a lot of lead generation. So I have about 10,000 dead leads of people who have given me the information either for a quote or not for a quote, other Mm -hmm. things, but have opted in somehow to some of my drip marketing. And essentially what she's doing is she's just calling them and she's saying, Hey, that's great. And she's saying, and she's for four hours a day, she calls as many people as she can and says, Hey, you know, you remember Bradley portal insurance. Uh, we're, you know, he's new agency independent. Uh, would you mind if we quoted you again? And either she, she live transfers to people that are interested Mm -hmm. She sets an appointment or she sends us the information through Slack and we quote it. But when you communicate with her, you're not like picking up a phone and calling her, right? I can. But you're mainly doing it through some kind of messenger app. I mainly do it through Slack. So there there it is right there. She and I have been talking this morning. She's a part of our team. Like she's a team member, you know. But yeah, I can call her. And in fact, um, anytime I do a a Facebook campaign or anything Uh like that, I'm always the first lead because I'm testing it out from the client end. So I'm actually on some of these lists and I got a phone call the other day from my office uh-huh. and I was like, who's calling me? So she works <laughs> an hour after my office closes uh-huh. just because of the time difference. I get a phone call and I pick it up and she says, Hey, is this Bradley flowers? And I said, yeah. And she says, is this Bradley flowers owner of portal insurance? And I said, yeah. She goes, Oh, Hey boss, it's Jane. You're on the list. Bye. <laughs> And, and started calling somebody else, like wow. trying to get to the next sale, you know. Right. We can have a conversation just like me and you, just like we are with Andy right now, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, we're using her for outbound calling just to drum up business out of dead leads. And, and when I run out of leads, I mean, we'll just pull up Cole X dates. Our buddies at Cole, I can run a list of everybody whose insurance is renewing in a certain zip code next month. And, you know, kind of my long-term plan with her is to uh, get licensed. Of course, we're licensed in Florida now, mm-hmm. but get licensed in multiple states and just right. slowly, what's it hurt, you right, know? Right, Andy, as far as, like, Bradley was talking about a live lead, like she gets somebody on the phone, they do want a quote on insurance. She's not licensed, so she's transferring them back. How is she doing the transfer, Bradley? Is she phone? With or? Ring Central, I can create another phone line. It's this VoIP. It's internet yeah. phone. 
she's got internet where she's at. So it's for all intents and purposes, from a technology standpoint, it's like she's in my office. Yeah. Okay. She just transfers yeah. it to she just hits hits Carolyn boop, and transfers just like mm. she's in the next room over. Right. Okay. The clients wouldn't know. I mean, our clients, our VAs work on our clients' line of business applications, which mm. is their management system, their voice over IP phone system, their Slack, whatever they're on. So, you know, they can do call intake. They could take quote calls. Whether they live transfer it or take the information for a home and auto quote. They can do that all day long. Mm. I mean, if you're in a in an area where it's not a big deal, people just want to get a quote. So they can do that. And a VA can do more than insurance. And I often tell people, if you need Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, posting three to five times a week, they can do that stuff. They're on Facebook just like we are, and they enjoy it. And they could do a newsletter. They could do marketing stuff. There's a lot of things they can do within an agency it doesn't just have to be insurance. I've got five key departments that make the CoverDesk method work for agencies, and that's operations, training, human resources, recruiting, IT, and security. Now, are those the five areas that you guys focus on? You know, we really focus heavy on insurance. I mean, mm -hmm. the customer service, the quoting, we can do commercial lines as well. Although our training is not commercial lines based, we are referring a lot of our clients to some some other vendor software out there that they can use for training. But we will eventually have a U.S.-based trainer that will teach commercial lines to our VAs. But they can do certificates all day long. They can do a lot of that stuff. It's pretty easy to mm -hmm. do. But we're really a, an insurance back office, client and non-client facing. Um, and really, the idea is just create more capacity for your internal team, make them happier, um, let them sell more insurance, let them retain more and help you make more money. The young lady I hired was actually, all she knew was commercial. Mm. She had been calling commercial leads. Wow. Right. Uh, so right. I kind of had to give her a brief rundown, like this is personal lines, right, you right. know, and she actually said it, it's a little more difficult calling people for personal lines. They're a little bit less receptive than commercial. Right. Sure. You know? A lot of well, hangups. Well, and you're, you know, commercial, you're dealing with people who are paying $50,000 for their premium. So they're like, heck yeah, if you can save me 10 grand, right. I'm good, you know? So right. let's get the 800 pound gorilla out of the room right now. We probably should have started off with this. I always like to talk money right out of the gate. For all these agents out there that are listening to this right now, I know what they're all thinking. They're going, how much does this shit cost? And it may be something that is a little bit of a moving target depending on what the client wants and how many VAs they want and those types of things. But just in general, can you talk a little bit about the cost? Is there a contract you have to sign up for sure, for a year sure. and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So we don't have any long-term contracts. Okay. All we ask is that you truly give it 90 days. Yeah, and right. from the time that you start with us, you'll pay us for 90 days, even if you're 60 days in and say, this just isn't going to work for me. Right. Um, but we've actually never really done that before. If it, mm. if it hasn't worked, we will always be the company that does the right thing. Yeah. And that's just, that's who I am. That's how we operate. But like you know, that. we are, we're $10 an hour. Our rates are going up. We are very underpriced, but we have been at $10 an hour. So if you can hire somebody for $10 an hour in your town, great, but your $10 an hour person and my $10 an hour person are going to be very, very different. Not to mention payroll um, taxes. Right. Like yeah, that. There's, I mean, there's no payroll taxes. Add in your office rent and, and your real estate and all of that. And it's a no brainer. We'll eventually go up $13, $14 an hour. But today we're at $10 an hour. I think we'll always have a $10 an hour option, whether that's in the office or if that is home based. We do have a team of about 20 people that are home based. And that's how we started. And there is nothing wrong 
with a home based VA, but not every agency is yeah. is comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. So we've got some upfront fees that are part of our training, but nothing that's going to break the bank. You know, if you can afford ten bucks an hour, we do full time. Uh, typically, we are starting to do part time, and we're also launching a new service called Cover Desk Direct, mm -hmm. which is on demand quoting, which will be priced by the quote, not wait, by wait, the wait, hour. Wait. Say, say that again. I want to hear that one more time. Sure, it's called Cover Desk Direct, and it is on demand quoting. So if you call us up, you become our client. We're going to charge you per quote give you a quote that's already done and you know you don't have to do it in your office we'll but take care you, of everything how do you do that if you're not hiring licensed people down there well in certain states you don't have to have a license to oh. to actually do the quote yeah I didn't know so that. The, the only, delivering the quote and talking the, about coverages and things like that they're not talking to the client they're just handing the quote to the csr account manager, producer type person. What states don't require that? I didn't even, I thought every state required you to have a license. What states don't require that? I'd just like to know for my own personal interest. I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but really it's it's unlicensed work to start a quote in Easy Links and Peel Raider and, and all these different companies. And I'm happy to get into more detail with anyone that wants information about it. But we think it's a big deal that the amount of time that is spending quoting and for the agencies that aren't on a comparative rate or they're even spending a longer time doing right. it because it's just duplicate, triplicate entry over and over. If you're in Houston, you got 20 carriers, you know, right. how do you quote them all? You know, we can take the burden off of that, you know, so we're excited about it. We're just launching it. Happy to talk to anyone that's interested so, about it. So what tax document and, and I'm just, again, speaking on behalf of all these agents listening to this right now. Bradley hires a VA from CoverDesk. She's making cold calls for him, which I think is a brilliant idea, by the way. But, like, at the end of this year, will CoverDesk send Bradley some kind of tax document relative to that because he's paying her? Or is, no, he pay, no. is he paying you directly? Bradley or, and any client would pay CoverDesk, and we're the vendor. We're third party. So there's no tax documents. We're a vendor. I mean, I guess technically, if Bradley pays us, you could have a 1099 involved, but mm. he's not going to 1099 us, and we're right. not going to 1099 him. It's just like a vendor. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, we're just, we're a, just a vendor, just like, yeah, just like anyone else. So right. we're third party. But there are employees in the Philippines, so I'm the one that has to pay the, the payroll taxes and all that. The $10 an hour, that, that's all inclusive of everything. That's me giving them an office, mm -hmm. me giving them health insurance, you know, incentives you know, for doing a good job, for showing up on time, all those different things that we do. Right. Our operations managers, everything. So you know, we think we're very price competitive for what we're doing. I think we have a very good name in the industry. We're working day and night to make sure that this process is the best and always will be the best. Mm. Well, man, I appreciate you being on the podcast today. I, I don't know if Bradley has any other questions. I know I've peppered you with about 10 of them in the last 15 minutes. I do think that there is certainly a place for VAs in the insurance industry. Well, let me ask you one more question. What has been your overall growth percentage from 20, I guess, 2018 through the end of today how much are y'all growing in terms of agencies that are using CoverDesk? As a, as oh my gosh. I mean, we our growth has been in the last six months. We have yeah. 180 people in the Philippines and all of it's been done over the last six months. We're out of office space. We're building out a new office in the Hexagon Corporate Center in Quezon City, which is part of Metro Manila, which will be ready early August, which will hold 130 people. And then we'll have room for an additional 
uh, office and eventually we'll have the entire floor. I mean, that's the opportunity that we have along with our clients and our clients have an unbelievable opportunity ahead of them. I don't know, we started this January of 18. So mm. we have 180 people. So it's the growth is just phenomenal. Y'all are going through some growing, oh, growing yeah, pains yeah. as far yeah. as expanding yeah, operations and those types of things. Yeah, right absolutely. I mean, we probably bring on anywhere from 10 to 30 new virtual assistants a month. I mean, Dang. that's kind of where we're, where we've been at. And some months, you know, we've kind of slowed it down intentionally, but that's why our training, we now do a training every Monday as to where in the past, uh-huh. we can only do the training once or twice a week. So we've had to hire additional trainers. You know, we're scaling up as fast as we can. Cover desk will eventually have anywhere from 500 to 1,000 people with time. Dude, Andy Priestman's about to like be running shit down in the Philippines. Like, he's going to get off the plane. <laughs> and, Pablo Escobar. Yeah, he's going to get off the plane. There'll be like black cars everywhere. Sir, what would you like to go today? Hey, Scott, I already have that, man. Do you? Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you guys keep growing. It sounds like Coverdesk is at least down there kind of a hot button topic among potential employees in that area where it's like, well, where are you working at? Well, I, I got a job over at Coverdesk and we're doing this. And, and it sounds like that, that it's kind of imploding on itself right now. It, it is. We've actually built a name for ourselves over there. We're getting a lot of referrals. Um, uh-huh. Just people know about Coverdesk. You know, they're all coming. They want to do something different. And uh, the VAs are, it's hot over there too, because it's a new thing in the Philippines. Um, Back office has been going on for 25 years over there. That's, that's nothing new. By the way, what are just my own curiosity before we end the podcast, what are some other big companies, fortune 500 company type folks that are, that are based, you know, have employees and are based out of the Philippines? I mean, I'm sure you've heard of these companies, PayPal, Uber, Verizon, AT&T, all the big companies are in Manila and it's because of the communication in the language right that is the major reason why yeah they speak english well enough to be able to carry on a conversation and it not be too hard to understand one of those individuals in that absolutely and i tell people i tell our clients and our prospects before they become our clients that often you might talk to your credit card company or a travel agent or whoever you talk to, and maybe they're in the Philippines and they sound very scripted, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you cannot script insurance. It's impossible, especially if you're an independent agency, you cannot script insurance. You need to know about so many different companies and and, and rules and regulations and, and underwriting guidelines. So it's impossible to script insurance, no matter really what captive versus independent doesn't matter. Um, you know, you've got to learn insurance and, and these people take it all in and they learn it and they right. actually love it. They love it. Right. That's awesome, dude. Well, I'm very proud of you guys. If you get a chance, if you're in an industry event and you run across Andy Priestman, I'm telling you, He's a guy that you want to be friends with in the insurance industry. He knows tons of people. He has thoughts and opinions on many subject matters outside of the realm of just VAs. He's also a great person to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, man, I'm thinking about this. What do you think about that? He's the guy. Let me tell you what you are, Andy Priestman. You are an unintended consequence of this podcast. 100%. You are. And what I mean by that is if Scott Howell and Bradley Flowers don't start the Insurance Guys podcast and get to episode 77, which dropped today, 
then more than likely Scott sitting in his office in Huntsville, Florence or, or Athens, Alabama would have never known who Andy Priestman was. And sure. so, and so, uh, for, for me and for Bradley, you are an unintended consequence and a valuable tool, a valuable person for us to get to know and, and befriend. And, and it's just been a absolute pleasure to get to spend just a little bit of time with you. And I'm sorry we didn't get to spend more time together in New York. I was, uh, that's a long story, but I, you know, it's just I hate that we didn't get well, to spend well, more time yeah, together. That that was a quick trip. I, I appreciate it. Your, your words are very kind, and you know, I'm really here to help anyone, whether you're starting a new agency or you've been an agency owner for 20 years. We're not perfect. We've learned, you know, from our failures, and we mm-hmm. learn every single day. So I mean, I'm just like everyone else. You know, what you guys are doing really is incredible to the industry, and you, know, you guys are agency owners like all of us that are listening every single week, and. And, you know, there's something to be said about that. You're, you're doing something really, really great. So I think I'll speak for everyone else out there. Thank you. You know, we appreciate it because we enjoy hearing you guys and you're not the typical podcast. Right. And, and there's just something about that. And we've talked about that before. Yeah. You know, well, thanks I, for having me on today. I appreciate your kind words. They mean a lot. And I know Bradley feels the same way. So let me ask one more favor of you before you get off the podcast. If sure. insurance agents are interested in finding out more about CoverDesk or anything else that you have going on in the industry, how do they reach out to you and get in touch with you to start that conversation about CoverDesk? The best way to contact us is through our website, or you can email us at hello at CoverDesk.com. And that's hello, the word hello, Mm -hmm. at CoverDesk.com. So I'd say go to CoverDesk.com, go to our email. That's the best way. Uh, you could call us too. Our number's on our website, but that's the best way. Or find me on Facebook, connect with me that way, or on LinkedIn. I'm pretty, uh, you know, pretty responsive, you know, through those channels as well. Got you. Well, guys, I'm going to close this thing down today. Thank you again to Andy Priestman for being here. Once again, our whole mission behind this podcast is to help you agents. You don't have a damn podcast, but what you do have is Scott and Bradley as a resource to bring people like Andy Priestman on this show that you knew absolutely nothing about before we started today. And now you do. And I've tried to answer as many questions on your behalf as I possibly can. I don't ask for anything from anybody except tell a friend about the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and there's one damn thing I can promise you. To every insurance agent listening to my voice right now, our mission every single freaking week is to tell you about something like CoverDesk. Doesn't mean you got to use them, but guess what? Before you listen to this today, you didn't even know about them, and now you do. And that's our mission is to help you guys every single week do that. So I hope that whether you reach out to Andy or you don't reach out to Andy, at least now you know. And beyond that, get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go sell insurance. Make money for your family. Make money for your wife, your husband, your kids, your parents that are struggling and need help. Go make money for them. Go write good business for the agencies that you represent and go write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Andy. Andy Priestman, I love you, brother. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll see you back next week. Take care.
Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys.